Welcome to the Hills Baptist Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us as we see Jesus glorified, lives transformed and hope revealed in the Adelaide Hills and beyond. We hope you enjoy this message. Today we want to talk about, uh, we want to continue talking about God's mission and our involvement in that and uh, a really a question like every Christian should wrestle with at some point or would wrestle with at some point is, am I called to missions? Am I, is, is missions something for me? Am I called to missions? And, you know, sometimes we might think, well, I'm not very outgoing. I'm very busy. The life stage I'm in right now just isn't, helpful or isn't practical to go overseas or go um, become an evangelist or something like that. It's, I don't think I'm called to be a missionary. It's very easy to think like that. Well, Jesus would have a very different, different opinion. On the way here, um, we live in Bridgewater, so we drove um, uh, through Woodside and, and that way to get here, and there's a whole heap of um, road signs and um, uh, roadworks, and along the way, there's um, all these 60 and 40 and one place 20 kilometer per hour um, road signs, and uh, um, they're rules that we need to follow. Now, just recently, I um, I, I ran a red light, and I got uh, got done, got a letter in the mail um, that I'd run a red light. Uh, which is phenomenal because I always obey the road rules when I know cameras are around. <laughs> Otherwise, they're just suggestions, right? No, they're, they're road rules. I remember what Simon does in his uh, other half of his job. But um, we, you sometimes, you know, we're Australian culture, and don't listen to this for a second, Simon. We can take road rules as road suggestions, uh, but that, you know, we shouldn't do that because we're good Australian citizens. But also as citizens of heaven, God's given us a command, the Great Commission, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded, it, commanded them. That's a command, not a suggestion. And so as we think about uh, who are the people of God's mission, we're going to look at the Great Commission, or really the Great Commissions. Often we get caught up with the, with the one in Matthew, that one, go and make disciples, that Great Commission. There's actually five commissions, or four, depending on um, something you can ask me about later. But there's five commissions where Jesus sends out his disciples to carry on the mission. Uh, at the end of Luke's gospel, and the end of Mark's gospel, the end of Matthew's gospel, beginning of Acts, and then also uh, at the end of John's. John 20, verse 21 to 23. And that's what we're going to look at and kind of anchor in, but we'll also grab stuff from the other um, commissions. So if you have a Bible, open it up to John 20, 21 to 23.
And you have that. It will also be on the screen. Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you would withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. So the context of this passage, this commission is Jesus has died and he's risen again and uh, he's come back and met with his disciples and here's a moment where he tells them what's next, what's to do next. And there's uh, three things I want to draw out from this and also picking from some of the other commissions. Three things. Answering the question, who is sent? Who is sent on God's mission? The first thing is that Jesus was sent. Jesus was sent to fulfill God's mission. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me. Now you might remember a a memory verse, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he sent his only son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. That's the work that Jesus was sent to fulfill, to bring forgiveness of sins, healing for a hurting world, hope for a hopeless world, to bring life uh, where we're destined to de- for death. Jesus came, Jesus was sent first to fulfill God's mission of returning and restoring people to the Heavenly Father. He was sent with God's love and he was sent to bring eternal life to the world. But Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so now I send you. The next thing, the disciples are sent to carry Go on God's mission. Disciples are sent to carry on God's mission. And, and this is where we see, other, you know, we think about the other uh, commissions. Matthew's uh, great commission. Go. It's a command. Go to all nations and make disciples of all nations. In Mark's gospel, it says uh, they're to go and preach the gospel. Preach, proclaim, share, tell the good news. In Luke's gospel, in Luke's account, it says uh, you will be witnesses. And it's not saying that you're witnesses in the sense you saw something, you observed something, but witnesses in the legal sense, that you go around and you tell people what you saw, what has happened, to give evidence. It's, uh, it's the, the place of inviting people into the kingdom, telling people about what Jesus has come and done. Jesus has come and fulfilled. So as Jesus returns to his Father, Jesus ascends, he sends out his people to carry on in God's mission, his disciples. And the recipients of God's mission, the people who actually receive God's salvation, then become the agents of God's mission. Those that Jesus saves are those that Jesus sends. And the other um, commission, Acts 1 verse 8, and 
um, outside of Missions May, we've been traveling through the book of Acts, and a key verse is one Acts, is Acts 1 verse 8, where the second half of it says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And what that kind of means for the disciples is that first you'll be my witnesses at home, in your families, in the places you work, where you already are. Jesus said to this, this to them, in Jerusalem. He says, in Jerusalem and Judea, to your neighborhood, to across the road, to across the street, to across the city, to the people around you. Then really interesting, to Samaria. The Samaritans were like the sworn enemies of Jews. Like the, there's massive ethnic and racial divides. And the Samaritans, Samaria was a place that no respectable Jew would go and be and go and share, do anything with. Like no respectable, proper uh, Adelaidean would go into a prison to people who have made done horrible things. But they're the very people that Jesus is calling us to go and be witnesses to. The people no one else wants to associate with, they're the ones to go and share the good news to. And then finally, to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. All nations, all peoples. So for the disciples, they started at homes and then moved into their neighborhoods, then shared even with their enemies and then kept going through to the ends of the earth ends of the world. And if you travel through the book of Acts, you see that happening through the pages of that book. Everyone that Jesus saves, Jesus sends, whether it's across the room or across the street or across the sea. Everyone who is saved by Jesus is sent by Jesus on God's mission to bring the good news of God's salvation to the world. And it starts with a simple conversation. Hey, what did you do on the weekend? Or a simple offer. Hey, do you want a cookie? Do you want a biscuit? Or a simple invitation. Do you want to come to Alpha? Or do you want to come to church? Or a simple handing a pamphlet out in someone's letterbox. Everyone is sent. Everyone who is saved is sent but we're not sent alone. The next bit Jesus says is receive the Holy Spirit. The first half of Acts 1, I left it out because I didn't want to give away the third point. The first half of Acts 1 verse 8, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you'll become my witnesses to the ends of the earth. If we try and do God's mission in our own strength, we, we won't do it. We'll fail. We'll make it all about ourselves. Jesus says, receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God Himself, God's very presence in His people to go with them into the nations. In the Old Testament, the kind of representative thing of God's presence was the temple. God dwelt in, in, his, in the temple in Jerusalem. And if anyone wanted to meet God, they had to go and go into the temple. And there were certain restrictions and ways to access that. But in the New Testament model, God's presence is in His people. And if anyone wants to meet God, they meet God through the people He has sent. How, how crazy is that? 
And, and the New Testament refers to the, the church or the people of God, those who are saved as the body of Christ or the temple of the Holy Spirit, both corporately and individually. So Holy Spirit, God's very presence goes out with those that Jesus saves and, and empowers the Christian in mission. He gives gifts to use on God's mission, hospitality, speaking, inviting, serving, praying, uh, prophecy, biscuit baking, letterbox dropping, all gifts and abilities given to God's people to serve on God's mission. And even with God's presence goes God's authority. That last part of John's, um, uh, the com- Jesus' commission in John, those you forgive, they will be forgiven. But if you withhold forgiveness, they won't be forgiven. That's a really tough verse, which I don't really, I haven't really grappled with re- what does that mean. But on the most basic level, what it says is that we go out with the authority of God. We're not going in our own authority, in our own name, but we go with the, the authority of God who's created the world because we have the Holy Spirit. And what we bring, what we have to offer the world is what the world is deeply crying out for, for forgiveness, for meaning, for hope, for healing, for light in a dark world. And those that Jesus saves and is saved from all that, we have that to offer others. We have the good news of Jesus and what he has done to share with others. And so as you go out letterbox dropping, you go with the Holy Spirit, with the very presence of God. God is working through you to reach out to the people in Lobethal. And with the presence of God, with the Holy Spirit, that brings a certain uh, boldness and, and courage and authority and also humility. It's not us. It's not our power. It's God's. And through it all, we've, we've got to be dependent and prayerful uh, for God's mission. So to finish up, who are the people of God's mission? Who is sent? Jesus was sent to fulfill God's mission. His disciples, you and I, are sent to carry on God's mission. And the Holy Spirit was sent to empower God's mission. There's this uh, British um, Bishop J. John, Bishop J. John, he said, mission isn't for those who cross the sea, but for those who see the cross. Mission isn't those for those who cross the sea, but for those who see the cross. And if God hasn't called you to cross the sea, then is it to cross the city or to cross the road or to cross the room to extend that offer, that invitation, that good news of what Jesus has done? The question is not, whether God has called you into his mission. The question is, where has God called you into his mission? And today, 
It's in Lowenthal. <laughs> As we go out, um, letters, letterbox dropping and engaging with the people around. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, first for Jesus and for going out and reaching out and saving us. We thank you that Jesus died on a cross and he rose again so that we could have life, we could have eternal life. And we thank you for the love that drove that. And Lord, we thank you that it didn't just end there, that you've saved us, but you've also sent us, that we are sent on your mission. You've given us a command to go and make disciples to be your witnesses, to proclaim the good news. And Lord, we, we pray you would help us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, that we're not doing that alone, that you are with us, you go with us, you are working through us, you are giving us power and gifts and abilities to, to go and do your work in this world. We thank you that collectively we are your hands and feet. We are your body on earth. And Lord, as we go out today, handing out flyers, putting them into letterboxes or into people's hands, we pray you would give us boldness and courage and humility that as we do it, we would bring you glory and we would invite people to church here, but more importantly, into your kingdom and to experience your love. We thank you and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hills Baptist Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in developing and equipping passionate disciples who love God, love people and boldly share the gospel, you can do that at hillsbaptist.com forward slash giving. We pray this message has empowered you to live and love more like Jesus. Have an amazing day.